It's now time for Talkin' Boxing with Billy C. It began as a podcast, went live on the net, and transformed into a full-blown empire. It's the only daily boxing talk show on the planet, hosted by the only guy with the balls to do it. Many have stepped into the ring. Many have tried to take the belt. And one by one, they've fallen. Another victim of the undisputed heavyweight champion of Boxing Talk Radio. Talking Boxing with Billy C is on now. My style is impetuous, my defense is impregnable, and I'm just ferocious, I want your heart. Coming to you live uh, from the Billy C. Studios in Lake George, New York. I'm Bill Calagero, and it's time for the Billy C. Show. Good morning, good day, good evening. Blah, 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 blah. Whenever you're listening, whenever you're watching, we hope you're doing A-OK. Today's show is being brought to us in part by Sal's Neighborhood Pizzeria and Italian Restaurant, located on beautiful St. Simon's Island in the state of Georgia. Check out the website, www.salsneighborhoodpizzeria.com. We'll give my man a call, 912-268-2328, 912-268-2328. Find out why I go all the way to St. Simon's to get a slice of pizza. Well, I, I eat more than that, but uh, anyway. Uh, today's show is also being brought to us in part by my book. That's right, Tom Molino from Bondage to Baddest Man on a Plane is available right now where all good books are sold. And you can get a copy of it right now while you're watching or listening to the show. Just go to Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Uh, if you want a signed copy, visit our website, www.BillyCBoxing.com, and click on the book. You can't miss it. Read this book. Uh, you'll love it. It's the story of uh, Tom Molino. He was born a slave, didn't even want to fight, was forced into fighting, and uh, was robbed. You know, worse than... Uh, Manny Pacquiao uh, was robbed recently, uh, way worse. And I, my issue with this uh, book is really to get history uh, rewritten a little bit. Uh, the history books are, are correct, but we don't give this man the credit he deserves. He was the first American heavyweight champion, and he was the first fighter that fought in the first world uh, heavyweight championship fight and for all intents and purposes won. He should be labeled as the first world heavyweight champion a hundred years, a hundred years before Jack Johnson. Not only was uh, this a, uh, a story of uh, uh, American uh, heavyweights, uh, it was also a, a boxing historical story, and it's also a story of black American history. So uh, uh, it's a must read. Check it out and uh, get a copy today. Um, today's show. You know, you just, uh, listen, I, I had a, a, a quote from, uh, from Manny Pacquiao, and it, it, it goes like this. <laughs> he cried all the way back to the Philippines, uh, you know, complaining about uh, being set up by Bob Arum and everything else. Now, now first of all, I want to start off by saying this. You know, I, I got a lot of... Uh, um, you know, comments uh, on uh, uh, the show uh, that people watch on YouTube. And uh, we appreciate the YouTube boxing community. 
and uh, we're uh, you know we've been slowly building up a, a following uh, on YouTube. You know, we primarily for the last uh, decade have been focusing on uh, television and radio, and uh, for for about the last year and a half or so, we've we've kind of um, really uh, made an effort to uh, make a presence on YouTube. And, you know, I, I couldn't believe I haven't have been noticing some of the comments made uh, on yesterday's show, you know, uh, against me and, and, you know, people thinking that Manny Pacquiao uh, was robbed, uh, that Teddy Adler was right. And, and it, they even take it a step further and say that, you know, I've become a Mayweather fan and, and he beat Mayweather and all that stuff. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow it down. First of all, I'm a huge Manny Pacquiao fan. The guy, I said yesterday, you know, uh, people that comment on a show because of the title that gets uh, put on it and don't actually listen to the show, you guys are ignorant, ain't I? Ignorant, you know what I'm saying? You know, the truth of the matter is, is listen to the show. You know, I never once wasn't given Manny Pacquiao credit. As a matter of fact, I said that Manny Pacquiao on my uh, all-time great list when Manny finally packs it in is going to sit higher than Floyd Mayweather despite losing to Floyd. And the reasons I gave were because of the excitement levels he bring he brings to the, to the ring and still brings, his heart and determination, and the fact that he's challenged himself throughout his career. Those weigh more on me than uh, just a, a boring fight uh, with, uh, with Floyd Mayweather. Now, with that said... I'm not going to not give Floyd Mayweather credit for beating Manny because he beat him. I mean, let's be real. Now, as far as the fight against Jeff Horn, I vote, I vote. my scorecard had Manny Pacquiao winning the fight. I felt that Manny won the fight. The difference is it wasn't a robbery because my scorecard said 115-113. That's a close fight. Some of the rounds were close. Some of the rounds could have gone either way. You know, I did criticize the judge that scored at 117-111, but give me a break. I mean, I, you know, and my point about Manny Pacquiao is he's got nothing left to prove. That's an accolade, you know. I mean, I'm not criticizing him. He's 38 years old. He's got a, a political career ahead of him. He's a young man. He's done everything he could possibly do in boxing. He's accomplished more than people even dream of in the sport of boxing. And my point is, what's he got left to prove? It's not going to diminish his his legacy, you know, to have him keep fighting on and on and on and on. He's got nothing left to prove. My point is that now is a good time for him to hang it up. Now, as far as him being, uh, you know, set up, He's got a good point there. Joining me right now from St. Simons Island is my man, Sal Rocky Senecola. What up, Sal? What up? Good morning, Billy C. How are you today? I'm not too bad. I'm a, I'm a little riled up because... Uh, I'm riled up now, too. You know, I'm reading I, about Pacquiao being set up. I, I just got set up with my cup of coffee. You know, my, my, my point, Sal, is I'm just sick of people that make a comment without any basis. You know, you go by... Because I said yesterday that I felt that Manny Pacquiao has nothing nothing left to prove. He's not the same fighter. He's not the same fighter. He's not. You know, I, when athletes age, they not they, they become a different athlete. 
They're using their mind and experience over their athletic ability because it's starting to fade. It's a natural progression in life. You know, and now, you know, I'm being criticized because people want to see him continue. Oh, he should fight till he's 40. Oh, he should do this. Why? What's he got left to prove, Sal? Well, Bill, that was my whole dissertation, my whole example. I was trying to say from day one, whenever there was talk about Manny Pacquiao fighting any lesser of an opponent than Floyd Mayweather, because I felt, like I've said, this guy's been to the mountain and back. He's stellar. He's a Hall of Famer. He's phenomenal. He's a legend. And to continue, and I said this, to continue to just wind up being fodder or a stepping stone for some young buck is not really the way that Manny Pacquiao would like to choose to see his career go. And unfortunately, it looks like that's exactly what has just happened uh, before our very eyes. Manny Pacquiao is a world-class, world opponent, that uh, champion, world champion. And he'll always be a world champion in his fans' eyes and in the history books. And the challenges that lie ahead are they really going to be worth? I always use that equation. Is the prize worth the price? Ladies and gentlemen, there are things that happen to the human body as you age and you continue, continue to take blows to the head and a beating. And sometimes those damages may result in things that if you had the chance you had the what? This right, or maybe I stayed around a little too long. You then think back and say, whoa, you know what? It was a good ride. But, you know, the end result of uh, losing your faculties and not having. You keep going in and out, Sal. Or any other thing in life. You're talking about the first 30 or 40 years of your life. Not the last half. In the last half, you want a, a quality of life? Do you want to be pushing around in a wheelchair, having to wear diapers at the age 50? I mean, the Quarry Brothers, before all this notoriety and, 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 and uh, Muhammad Ali and everything else, the Quarry Brothers were both dead by 50, 55 or so. Mike Quarry uh, and Jerry Quarry. I think Mike Quarry even fought on one of my shows. But, I mean, these guys took, took uh, a lot of shots. And I think they were in diapers by the time they were in their late 40s. And they had to get wheeled around in a chair. These were lesser-known fighters that you didn't hear all the progression of the disease from taking too many shots to the head would wind up leaving you in a state of, of uh, waiting to just deteriorate in front of everyone that loves you uh, and then wind up having your whole internal body system shut down because the brain tissue has atrophied. It shrunk. The caverns in your head had opened up wide. The dark shadows now when you take an MRI imaging screen are no longer visible as a healthy brain. It looks like a piece of, of muck. And I've seen that on fighters. And it's, it's, it's alarming. It's disgusting. And that's why when the doctor told me, and when I was 26, Sal, you got a really a great decision here. You know, you're, you're, you won this fight. You're a ranked contender now. But do yourself a favor. If you want to play with your grandkids one day, if you want to climb other mountains, do yourself a favor and retire by the time you're 28 years of age. I didn't want to see it. I didn't want to look at it because boxing was my life, my wife, and everything else. But I thank God today that my father tapped me on his shoulder and said, hey, Sal, you're 28. Maybe it's time to think about things. 
and I walked away from the game I loved. And I, I'd still be fighting today. You know me. I love boxing. I, I, I would die in a ring. I would. But, you know, I've got kids. i got family. i got business. i got other things. i got other challenges. i got other loves. And I realized at that time the prize was no longer worth the price. I don't want to be pushed around in a wheelchair. I don't want to wear diapers when I'm 50. I'm already 50. Whoa. And um, so the prize no longer became the price. I, I just looked at things differently. But when I came back a couple of years ago, I, I wanted a taste of taste of fire again. I, I wanted to put my tongue to the fire, and, and I had to. And God protected me, and I'm glad I did. It worked out all right. But I can go on and on, Billy. You know, there's some things that I could talk about one day. I don't know if today's the day. This day may never come. But anyway, that's my dissertation on that. That's my thought on that. I, I love Manny Pacquiao. I'm a fan of Manny Pacquiao. And there was nothing more that I'd like to see even though the night of his original fight against Floyd Mayweather, I said I'll never pay for a rematch. I would have loved to have seen him just come back to do what he wanted to do and what he said he would do to get better, use that shoulder with no excuses, come back against Floyd Mayweather and uh, let them fight. But that never happened. And guess what? It'll never happen now. You know, I, 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 I not never once did I suggest that Manny Pacquiao is um, – you know, starting to fade in terms of, you know, the, the more serious side of knowing when to say when, uh, as you point out. No. Um, you know, he's not slurring his words. As a matter of fact, no. he's a successful But that will happen in years from now well, well, if he stayed around too long. Well, we that's, not, that. that's not a guarantee. I mean, listen, no, you not. and I have had that. You and I have had the discussion. Guys like, uh, look at Jake LaMotta, you know, in, in his Jake, 90s. They're predisposed. Shopping. I think they're predestined for that. You know, and, and, and let's be real. You know, I mean, people and can end and their up body that could take that punishment. Well, people and they can, can do it. Well, other people, people can don't. End, people can end up with dementia, never taking a punch in their life, and yes. they do. They have connected, um, you know, uh, uh, Parkinson with people that that are susceptible to Parkinson disease, whether they take a punch or not. When if they are already susceptible to it, and then they choose to become a boxer. And then that what we used to call pugilistic dementia starts to, to, yes. to fall in. They've actually labeled that because the scientific they've been able to connect it to called uh, called uh, uh, what, what a Parkinsonism disease, and that's the beginning uh, of it. And and uh, you know although many people blame Muhammad Ali's uh, Parkinson uh, disease that he uh, you know ended up having on the wars that he had inside the ring. You know, we can't put our finger and say that that's the truth. You know, what we could say is that it might have brought it on and made it, the, you know, taking it to the level it was. We don't know. We don't know. But but my point about Manny Pacquiao is that and and, not, and I'm not I'm not knocking the guy because, you know, I'm a fan. I, I think that Manny Pacquiao is good for the sport of boxing and was great. great and is an all time great and has a legacy that, that we may never see again. Um, but now. When you look at the Manny Pacquiao of today, he's not the same fighter as we talked about yesterday. Clearly not the same fighter. Uh, we got to take a break. I, hold that thought, Sal, because, I, you know, uh, I want to put it to rest uh, once and for all. So hold that well, thought. Just we, we are going to take a short break, uh, and we will be back uh, in, in, in two. Billy C. will be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now. Or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing 
Well, that's my face. I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, uh, we're uh, we're still talking about Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao and uh, his uh, uh, loss this past Saturday. And uh, the truth of the matter is, is uh, you know, I, you know, Manny Pacquiao, I felt won the fight. I don't think that he dominated the fight like Teddy Atlas would suggest. But I think he did win. I thought it was a close fight. Uh, you know, the, 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 the Mayweather, listen, what I see over this whole Manny Pacquiao, his career, so to speak, and Floyd Mayweather was that they were parallel. They were on a collision course for a long time. And during that time, Floyd Mayweather ducked Manny Pacquiao. I mean, listen, it is what it is. You know, he did. He waited until he felt that the time was right. And he chose the right time. Now. What had also happened during that time was that you had uh, diehard Mayweather fans and diehard Pacquiao fans. They were similar to Yankee and Red Sox fans. They hate each other, but they're the same kind of fan. In other words, the Mayweather fans love Mayweather. He could do no wrong. And everything that Manny Pacquiao has done is a fraud. It's no good. It's this, it's that. This is to the Mayweather fans. They never want to give Pacquiao credit. When you look at the Pacquiao fans, they say the same thing about Mayweather. You know, they say everything Mayweather did was a fraud. They don't want to give him any credit. They even go as far to suggest that Pacquiao beat Mayweather when the two fought. No one, no one wanted to see Manny Pacquiao beat the snot out of Floyd Mayweather more than me. I but did. let's I be and it. maybe Sal, maybe Sal. <laughs> but let me let me tell you the truth. But Mayweather was a master. Mayweather won the fight. Yeah, he you won can't, the listen. fight. He beat Pacquiao. And and there's there's no Clearly. way there's Clearly. no way that you can convince me. Now, I got ticked off at Pacquiao because he didn't give Floyd the credit that Floyd deserved. We'll never know if Floyd. I, I have always said to this day that if Floyd Mayweather had challenged himself and lost the fight. That he, there would be excuses from here to the moon and back five times uh, because Floyd is like that. He's a punk. But, you know, uh, May, uh, Manny Pacquiao has been acting like that. And after this fight with Jeff Horn, you know, he seemed gracious and now the excuses. But I will say this, Sal. I will say this. The fact that um, Manny Pacquiao is saying that he feels he was set up has some some concrete it, it has some really? substance i believe that uh, bob arum is in a was in a win-win situation because now he can have the rematch still make a ton of money if manny wins the fight he can go on to set manny up to fight terence crawford bob arum is in a great position if manny pacquiao had beaten jeff horn he maybe only gets one more big fight out of manny and that's the terence crawford fight you know, so I, I don't know. I think it's, let, let, let me tell you this. Well, what's your thoughts? Do you think that this could have been uh, set up? I don't know if it could have been set up. Uh, 
intentionally like, hey, judges, we got to look at uh, look at things through a prism a little bit here. Uh, I I'll tell you, I looked at that fight three times. And as I said, the first time when I saw the wide margin of, of one of the judges, I, I said, I got to look at this. And I looked at the fight for a second time and I scored every round as if they were three individual one minute rounds. And whoever had two of the three minutes, uh, I would give the round to. And uh, it worked out where even after that prism, even after that view, I did give Manny Pacquiao the fight by one point. One point. So, yes, I did see. But it also opened up another can of worms for me, saying, well, if this could be this close, and I'm looking, and I was pulling for Manny, uh, it's an easy toss to see how maybe the judges could have seen it from Jeff Horn's corner. And, you know, Horn was aggressive. He moved forward. He threw punches and bunches. And Manny just didn't look as effective. I think people were a little more stunned or bewildered or shocked to see Jeff Horn do as well offensively as he actually did. So I, in a judge's mind, maybe that made more of an impression. And Manny didn't look like he was connecting solid with solid punches uh, when he countered or at times. He looked like he had a, a lunge to get into Jeff Horn. He looked like he had a uh, – there wasn't that body attack. There wasn't the Manny using the finesse and coming in and, and hurting his opponent repeatedly. So I, I, I saw a fight trying to be objective. Believe me, guys, ladies and gentlemen, I – I wanted Manny Pacquiao to win. I didn't think it was going to be a fight. To tell you the truth, I, I, I called this fight. I said, Manny Pacquiao is going to, this guy's never going to see uh, Manny Pacquiao past the eighth round. I figured this guy's fighting in his backyard. This guy's always fought in his backyard. How how great is the backyard talent? And, and uh, you know, the guy rose to the occasion. Do I think he's going to beat a top world champion that he's got to face now, a Keith Thurman? A, uh, no, I, I don't. I don't think he will. But I also don't think Manny Pacquiao will either. Well, that's, you know, uh, listen, Okay. that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother ball. It's a whole nother, right? it's a whole nother ball day. game. And, and, and the truth of the matter is, is that Manny Pacquiao is clearly not, uh, he's not the same fighter. Uh, you know, not you could love fighter. him. You could, you could, you could be the biggest fan or whatever. He's not the same fighter. If he was the same fighter. Jeff Horn doesn't last four rounds with Manny Pacquiao. And, and you know, you could see Manny Pacquiao just didn't have the hand speed. Listen, a guy like Manny Pacquiao, who devastated opponents with his hand speed, not as everybody's always oh, a knockout punch. No, you know, he knocked out fighters because they never saw punches coming, you know, because they came from uh, lots of them came and from all different angles. You go to block from one way and you got three more coming from some other place. And, you know, early in his career, when you watch Manny Pacquiao, you're like, how does he throw those punches? Where did they come from? You know, and uh, and he's lost that. You know, it's like uh, a, a fighter that, that had great legs, great movement, all of a sudden can't move anymore. Now he's a stationary target, and, you know, they lose it. You know, it's it's the same thing. But but back to the topic, which is, is there a possibility that Bob Arum um, might have uh, went into this fight, um, you know, knowing that Jeff Horn was going to win as long as he finished on his feet? 
And uh, here's some quotes from, from Bob Arum. Uh, because Bob Arum, at the end of the fight, thought that, you know, he says, I thought Manny won, but it wasn't a robbery. Uh, he's carried it a little further. He says, you had 40,000 Australian fans and 15,000 Filipinos fans uh, in the stadium. He said, every time Horn landed a punch, the Australian fans were all screaming. When Manny landed a punch, there was virtual silence. If you were a judge... Of course, you'd be influenced. You're only human. But if you think they were dishonest, I wouldn't agree. As for the performance of referee Mark Nelson, both guys were doing things. There were a lot of holding by Manny and Jeff. Now, now, first of all, how Jeff Nelson, I mean, I'm sorry, how Mark Nelson got the assignment is beyond me. He's one of the worst referees I've ever seen, let alone get an assignment like this. So a red flag goes up, in my opinion, there. The second thing that goes up with this statement is every referee you talk to, and trust me, I've talked to a lot, and also judges, every judge you talk to, and I've talked to a lot, including Larry Hazard that comes on this show on a weekly Not basis. Many better than None Larry. of them will admit that the crowd noise will affect their... Uh, you know, uh, either judging or refereeing a fight. None of them will admit. Now, do I think that human nature uh, has a tendency to influence a judge or not? I, I believe so. I do. But no judge will admit that. So for a, 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 ref, a uh, promoter, especially Bob Arum, to come out and suggest that is, is ridiculous. And then when you add to the fact of his statement that the Filipino crowd was silent when Manny was... Are you kidding me? Was he watching the same fight? I saw and heard lots of cheers when both fighters landed punches. You know, it just was that it seemed that when uh, Jeff Horn was moving forward and landing punches, his punches had more pop behind him. They were one-third less. They did. But they, they did. did. He was a bigger fighter and everything else. He was a else. bigger fighter. You know, he so landed I, it. But I do think that Bob Arum and Top Rank benefit from a loss by Manny Pacquiao, especially a loss like this, where Manny Pacquiao is saying to himself, what are you kidding me? I want to prove I'm better than Jeff Horn. I want a rematch. Now, Bob Arum gets the rematch, and then should man it, It's the same scenario that happened last time. He gets a rematch with, with uh, Bradley. He wins. Then he wants to go for a title. He wins, puts him in the, the fight, uh, in the position for Jeff Horn. Well, look at what would happen here. Jeff Horn beats him. He loses his title. Now he goes back. He fights Jeff Horn, wins his title back. You would think he would uh, retire, but no. He's going to say, see, I was robbed in the first one. I still got it. What's next? Bob Arum says, Terrence Crawford's next. You know, so, I, I mean, it's not a good scenario, Sal. You know... Thinking along those lines and actually seeing how it could evolve and, and materialize in that scenario, I just don't think that that would have been the route or the picture that Bob Arum would have designed from the get-go. Why? And why? Look you at know the money. Yeah, but look, it's about money. It's about fight. money, Sal. Look at how much money he makes. Why wouldn't he think that? Well, the, the truth of the matter is, where does Manny go after he beats Jeff Horn? All right? There's more stellar fights for him that is still 
still available. Sal, you're Whether not thinking like Bob Arum. The only fights that Bob Arum are thinking about are guys that he's a promoter for. That's what or I'm saying. Terrence Crawford. Right, right. So, so if, if It would have been a natural path and layup to have Manny fight Terrence. If he won. Yes. Okay, but if he loses and Manny Pacquiao wants to avenge the loss, Bob Arum, instead of getting two fights out of Manny, he gets three. Well, it, it, it's. I think it's a long shot, Bill. It could. It could be. I can't tell you. I. I I'm not uh, privy to that type of uh, uh, dark room discussion. But uh, the bottom line is, I. I just see Bob Arum winning in any scenario, uh, as Manny's promoter and as Terence Crawford's promoter, and to to possibly see the scenario that there's going to be a rematch. I. I don't know. I think Jeff Horn beats Manny in a rematch. Ah, and, uh, and, and I don't know. I don't know, I don't know if we're going to find out. In fact, well, hold that thought. I, it's if that time. Manny's going to have a fight. Hold that thought. It's that do. time again. I, 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 I got to take a break. Don't lose I'm, that, I'm thought. that thought. You got it. You got it. We'll be back uh, in, uh, guess what? Two. Billy C will be right back. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now. Or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching and listening to the Billy C Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, we're still talking about Pacquiao and Jeff Horn. You know, I listen. You know, I, I keep saying no. Nobody's a bigger fan of Manny Pacquiao and what he's accomplished inside the ring than myself. He was exciting, and he still is exciting. Uh, whether you thought he won or not on Saturday, it was an exciting fight. And it was worthwhile watching. And ESPN and everyone that uh, ESPN made out great, and everyone that watched it uh, was uh, benefited from from an exciting fight. Uh, you know, people are still talking about the outcome, and uh, Manny Pacquiao is, is starting with the complaining uh, uh, about uh, feeling that you know the fight was set up, and and I believe he's got a leg to stand on, because like we were talking about before we went to break, you know, Bob Arum, you know, when you look when you put your promoter hat on. We all know that Manny Pacquiao's uh, fight career is, is, is on the downswing. It's, it's, you know, coming to a close. Whether you, you Pacquiao fans want to accept it or not, it's coming to a close. So when you look at the money aspect, and that's all Bob Arum looks at, you know, you say to yourself, okay, you know, what's Manny going to do? You know, if he beats Jeff Horn, he's going to do one of two things. Try to get a rematch with Floyd. Uh, or possibly retire, or maybe fight Terrence Crawford. So if you're Bob Arum... And you're, you got the calculator out. You say to yourself, well, uh, if he gets the rematch with Floyd, everybody makes a ton of money. And whether Manny wins or loses, uh, Bob Arum's happy with, with closing uh, the cash cow with that fight. Right now, if Manny Pacquiao loses to Horn, Bob Arum says to himself, OK, well, he's not going to get the, the Mayweather fight because he had a win to get the Mayweather fight. So what's left for Manny? Well, if he got robbed, like he, a lot of people feel he did, or if he loses a close fight, Bob Arum is banking on Manny Pacquiao's own competitiveness 
and you know, uh, inability to accept defeat, especially the way it was handed to him on Saturday, Bob Arum knew that uh, Manny Pacquiao would exercise the rematch clause that was in the contract. So Bob Arum says, okay, so I'm making my money from the first fight. I'll get the rematch. If Manny loses, okay, it's over for Manny. But at least I got two paydays out of it, right? If Manny wins, whoa, that opens up the door for uh, for Bob Arum to have a, another fight with Manny, most likely against Terrence Crawford. And if Floyd Mayweather should come around and say, okay, I'll fight him, then great. So I think Bob Arum is in a win-win situation when Manny lost. And that's why I think, Sal, that Manny Pacquiao has a, a leg to stand on with the theory that Bob Arum kind of hoped he lost and uh, put the right people in place to make sure he lost. I'm not opposed to believing that, to be honest with you. All right. No, you you break it down. You you explain it in a sensible, sensible, rational way. I just don't know if that calculated scenario, there's too many variables that Bob Arum would have to anticipate happening if this scenario unfolded as it is right now. There's too many variables that he'd have to count on. What's left in Manny Pacquiao's heart to fight? What's going to be happening? What's the likelihood of him getting back in a ring with Jeff Horn? In other words, if he had beaten Jeff Horn, it's a natural progression. All right, we either go for Mayweather or we go for Terrence Crawford or we do something else. We whatever. tire. It's, we tire. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gimme. It, it, it's done. It's, it's signed, sealed. It's going to be delivered because Manny has the fuel for the fire. He's going to do it. Now we're looking at Manny possibly having one more fight. And that's the variable, possibly having one more fight against Jeff Horn to get the rematch. And then from there, we still know possibly what does he want to do next. So there's too many possible scenarios and too many things that are, are going to be variables along this progressive path that you might be suggesting. Versus if Manny Pacquiao just won that fight, there would be a natural progression on who he's going to face next. Is it going to be a Floyd Mayweather after Conor McGregor, or is it going to be Terrence Crawford, or is it going to be a Keith Thurman? If it's a Terrence Crawford, that's a win-win for for Bob Arum. So there Sal, are Sal, scenarios. listen, listen. I, I don't mean to, to interrupt me. you, but listen. If, no, Manny Pacquiao yeah, win, if Manny Pacquiao wins the fight against Jeff Horn, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If the the only fight that matters to Manny Pacquiao after that is Mayweather, if that, if he even does, for you know, I can't think that Manny Pacquiao should he have won the fight, which we all thought he was gonna say to himself, well, now I want to go after Keith Thurman. Now, no, no, you know, I, you know, the only guy that benefited from Manny Pacquiao losing to Jeff Horn is Bob Arum. Bob Arum is the only guy that benefited from it well, because he's prolonged <laughs> the, 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 the money aspect for him. You know, like you've said, and I'm gonna pull a I'm gonna pull a word out of your own your own a quote out of your own mouth. You said that that Chicky Ferrara said to you many times, Sal, we're all bad. 
Here's a great example where you should listen to what Chicky Ferrara told you because oh, yeah, that's what Bob bad. Arum. The promoters, the managers. Well, the, Bob the Arum, trainers, uh, they're listen, there forever. you think Bob Arum gives a rat's ass about Manny Pacquiao at this stage? No. no. He cared about Manny Pacquiao when Manny Pacquiao was in his prime and Manny Pacquiao was ripping people's heads off. Now he knows, let me get the maximum out of Manny Pacquiao. And that's what he's trying to do. The best way for him to get the maximum dollars out of Manny Pacquiao is to have Manny Pacquiao lose a close fight and want to fight again. Because if Manny Pacquiao fought and beat Jeff Horn like everyone expected him to, Manny Pacquiao could have ridden off into the sunset never to fight again. He would have won a title, uh, he would have defended the title, and he would have been able to walk away. That dream of ending his career on top was shattered on Saturday night. Now, whether he accepts walking away as it stands or not is remains to be seen. I think that Bob Arum has read uh, Manny Pacquiao like a book, and he knows damn well that Manny Pacquiao is not going to be able to settle for the way that uh, outcome turned, and he's going to demand the rematch as per the rematch clause. And then that keeps the door open for Bob Arum to keep sucking blood and money out of Manny Pacquiao. I'm sorry. I've never really went down that route because I myself have been a licensed promoter and still uh, promote fights and don't want, you know, every promoter to be blanketed in uh, with that uh, type of, uh, of, of you know, uh, attitude. But it's the fact. Bob Arum might have been lying yesterday, but I think he's lying again today. It was not a fair, uh, uh, you know, fight in terms of the judges nor was it fair with Mark Nelson uh, because he's a terrible uh, referee. And, and to be honest with you, what's he talking about? Manny and uh, both Jeff Horn were holding each other. I, 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 I don't know. When they were in clinches, I, were they both holding? I, I mean, come on. The only time Jeff Horn was holding was towards the end when he was tired, and Manny Pacquiao was only trying to— he started changing his style after the headbutt, after the first headbutt. He doesn't like to see his blood. You can go back no, into history and watch Manny Pacquiao's fights. Every time he's been cut, he, his output, his punch output diminishes. And that's another thing. People can look at those punch stats, and they don't show you which rounds. Oh, he, Manny Pacquiao landed three punches to one. Well, you know, uh, which rounds? You know, the ninth round, you know, uh, Jeff Horn didn't even land double-digit punches. You know, I mean, I, I, you know, those punch stats are all subjective. Listen. I, just to put a fork in this, I, I think that as much as I can't stand excuses, I think Manny Pacquiao has a leg to stand on with suggesting that Bob Arum uh, might have uh, influenced uh, the judges and the referee in this fight, Sal. Well, I'll tell you, it's, uh, it's, you're, you're definitely uh, welcome to your own opinion there. I, I just... Bill, I, I can't agree with that. I, I don't see that. So uh, uh, you may be 100% right, but it's just I, I can't uh, really go on board with that, that scenario. But uh, you may be 100% right, Bill. Maybe 100% you, right. You, you can't agree that you see that Bob – is what you're saying is, is you don't think that Bob Arum, um, uh, you don't have I to just, – I just don't necessarily buy it in the sense where I think Bob Aaron benefits no matter what side. 
It's just which one will he maximize his being uh, awarded to, to awarded the ability to to continue Manny Pacquiao's uh, dominance, and there's not not really that dominance factor there any longer. Um, but to ride him like a horse that's uh, going to be beaten, um, like I said, I could see either scenario, the one you just described being a, 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 a money maker and a, and a road to go down. But I also could have seen if Manny won this fight, a money maker and another road to go down. There's different paths that would have had the outcome. And now we have too many variables facing Manny Pacquiao because we don't know what's in his heart of hearts. Is he going to do the rematch? Is he going to want to do something if he does beat Jeff Horn afterwards? Or is he just going to get beat again? In other words, there's too many variables in that 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 diagram or that, that uh, scenario where if he had won the fight, there's just a natural progression. He would have either went for Mayweather or he would go for Terrence Crawford. Uh, now... The whole Mayweather thing is done. And I said all along on this show to you, and you know my stance, the only sole purpose I thought for Manny Pacquiao to ever get back in a ring again was to face and to fight and to beat Floyd Mayweather. And all these other fights, and since he's been back, it was part of the sidestepping or the smokescreen or or the fluff without the stuff. If he had it in his heart of hearts, and Manny Pacquiao truly believed in his heart of hearts that he was coming back, like he said everybody, get the shoulder fixed, coming back to face Floyd Mayweather, that fight would have already happened. Yeah, but no... Uh, yeah, but we needed Floyd Mayweather to want to fight. See, for, oh yeah, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, so, I so uh, this is my point, and and, and uh, you know, I got some other stuff I want to talk about, but and, and we're gonna get Alex Papali to come on a little bit later, but um, I, you know, the truth of the matter is, is my my point about Bob Arum and the accusations that Bob Arum might have influenced the judges and the referee, or either or does have a leg to stand on because of the financial gain that Bob Arum, forget Manny Pacquiao, because Manny Pacquiao right. makes his money anyway. Bob Arum, it, it, it's like if you're a, 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 in a corporation and you're looking at a job and you're seeing what the cost of that job is going to cost you over a period of 25 years and what's happening in corporate America today, they can replace that job years ago the same guy was in that job for 25 years now they want to replace that uh position you know three to five years with new blood and they keep the salary down they keep the long-term expenses down so at the end of 25 years they they you know that position costs less than having the same guy in it for 25 years well promoters they look at uh, the business side and Manny Pacquiao is a cash cow for Bob Arum and you know it makes sense that by having, unless, listen, Manny Pacquiao had the power to put everything to rest if he stops and knocks out Jeff Horn. There's no way that, that there could have been any influence to change the outcome. The only way is if the fight went the distance, and that's what happened. And I'm just saying, you know, uh, uh, that the, the, the facts are the facts, that Bob Arum is in a position right now to make more money from the fact that Manny Pacquiao lost than he would have been in if Manny Pacquiao won. That's all I'm saying. Now, 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 Manny could throw a wrench in Bob Arum's uh, rolling of the dice here and say, I'm done. I don't want to fight anymore. And then that's the end of that. 
but but I, I just you know it's pretty pretty obvious to me, Sal, that that you know Bob Arum is in a better financial position now with Manny Pacquiao by him losing because Manny Pacquiao's personality is he doesn't want to walk away with his career ending like that. If he was dominated and beat up and knocked down and, you know, then you can accept it. You could say, hey, I lost it. But in Manny Pacquiao's mind and many, many other people's minds, Manny Pacquiao won the fight, including myself. You know, I felt that Manny won the fight. So, you know, how can he go to bed at night thinking he was robbed? The first thing he's going to want to do is prove that he was robbed. Then he's going to want to fight the guy. I think Bob Arum knows this. And he's saying, all right, now I'm getting a rematch with Horn, and then we're going to take it another fight further. You know, again, assuming that he knows Manny's personality. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No, I, I, and, Bill, like I said, I could see your scenario come to fruition, and I could believe the scenario could be what was intended on that note. However, like I said, in my opinion, I just can't go along that path or jump on board with the, with the, with it being from the get-go the, the ideal scenario because you, me, probably Bob Arum, and maybe even Jeff Horn. I mean, I, I didn't think we would see the eighth round of this fight. I was betting under and over because I thought Manny Pacquiao would stop and knock out Jeff Horn. And it, it didn't happen. It didn't materialize. But I'm sure in my heart of hearts that a lot of these other uh, Pacquiao uh, people on his side thought the same thing. And so it's hard to bank that whole scenario that you described on the fact that the fight was going to come down to a close decision. Um, it's possible. And like I said, you make a good point. I just don't know. And, you know, I think back to my... Good old mentor, Chicky Ferrara. Yes, fighters are a commodity. They are a moneymaker for a promoter. They are just what a commodity is supposed to do, a prized possession that could be utilized and, and maximized and, and, and worthy of being one in a position to make more money. Who's, who's the guy that said, um, hey, Jeff Horn, win, lose, or draw, is going to be a superstar after this fight? Who said that? You, you did. Billy I didn't C. say that. I, I was going to say, say Jack Dempsey. No, Jack Bo Dempsey. Bob Arum said it. Oh, and and okay. and the truth of the matter, the truth of the matter is, the truth of the matter is, is, right, is I'm not saying that Bob. Ar I'm not saying that Bob Arum uh, is a guy that you know thought that Manny was going to lose the fight. But I'm saying that Bob Arum put in an insurance policy in place and said, hey, if this fight goes the distance. This is what could happen. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that it's possible. But anyway, let's. Well, I mean, it's true. Let, any fighter that has a world title that fights a fight without a rematch clause is an idiot. All right. Wow. So I, I mean, come on. Uh, so so that's a, that's like a, a a gimme. If you're a world title holder and you step in the ring with, I don't care if you're stepping in the ring with with uh, Daisy from Donald Duck, you know uh, Daisy Duck or whatever she's called. Uh, you know, the bottom line is uh, if you don't have a rematch clause in there, you, you're stupid. But anyway, um, I, just to change the subject for a second, I want just to uh, mention uh, Andre Ward, Sergey Kovalev. Some of the uh, numbers, uh, the official numbers have been released. And uh, first and foremost, it does not surprise me that this fight did not do well at the gate no. or at the pay-per-view. Uh, uh, numbers, the pay-per-view numbers. First and foremost, Andre Ward, whether you like him or not, 
can't draw flies to a garbage convention. This guy, he tries to demand and act like he's Floyd Mayweather uh, when he's negotiating, and he's not. You know, whether you like Floyd or not, there's a huge difference between Floyd and Andre. And the difference is Floyd draws people. They buy tickets to see Floyd. People buy pay-per-views to see Floyd. Now, they may be buying it to see him get his ass kicked, but they still buy it. The difference with Andre Ward is nobody buys anything. Nobody wants to see him. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody wants to buy anything to do with Andre Ward. And the numbers prove it right here. Because according to the gate, and this was the taxed gate, they had uh, $2,187,340, which was uh, uh, way less than the first fight. Um, the fight that took place this last time, they only sold 6,366 tickets. Now, the uh, Rock Nation claimed that there was uh, almost 11,000 people there. And uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission said, mm, no, there was uh, 6,366 paid. And then there was another 2,113 comp tickets given out. So that means that Rock Nation was handing out tickets, begging people to come in to see their guy, Andre Ward. And how did the pay-per-view do? How about piss poor? How about 165000 was for the first fight? And after that, how it's billed as the rematch and everything else, you would think it would do at least that much, right? Wrong. Yeah. 135000 buys is all the rematch could get. And uh, listen, wow. even the... Uh, even the uh, uh, rema- even the replay on HBO the week later did not hit a million. So, uh, you know, hey, anybody that thinks that, uh, uh, you know, Andre Ward is this big draw and everything else uh, is uh, is sadly mistaken because uh, they're certainly uh, not. And and the same can be said uh, about uh, Sergey Kovalev, you know, because uh, where was his fans? What do you want, Sal? I see you raising your hand. What? Yeah, what? <laughs> you can see me. All right, listen. I was going to say, didn't uh, Sergey Kovalev have some part of his purse predicated on a percentage of the pay-per-view buys? <laughs> yeah, so he, he made about a dollar fifty for that fight, you know? Uh, so, yeah, right. well, hey, listen. Again, you know, we look at both these fights, Sal, you know, we've been talking a lot about the Pacquiao-Horn fight. And, and of course, we talked a lot about um, the Sergey Kovalev rematch with, with Andre Ward. You know, at the end of the day, uh, in as far as the Andre Ward-Sergey Kovalev fight, Kovalev is at fault. He did not oh, do yeah, anything. Oh, yeah, he is. No, he, he, he that was a different uh, Kovalev. I mean, he, he didn't do anything. He was, looking for, he was looking for a way out. Hey, I'm over he, here. He, he, no. he, he didn't do anything that he, he said anything. he was going to do. I'm going to do no. this. I'm going to do that. He didn't do none of that. All right. And as we far said. as Manny Pacquiao is concerned, you know, like I said, it was a close fight. I scored it for Manny Pacquiao. I felt Manny Pacquiao won the fight. But a 115-113 score, is which I had it, is not a robbery. It's not, not a, a robbery. robbery. You know, Jeff Horn deserves credit. Now, I do agree with one thing Teddy Atlas said, and that is you shouldn't be awarded a round because you're trying hard and looking better and performing better than people thought you were. I do agree with that. But this fight was in no way, shape, or form a robbery. It was not a robbery. Manny Pacquiao, uh, people, you know, when you reach a certain plateau as a superstar, like Manny Pacquiao is, people aren't going to bow down to you and lose. You know, I say this about Floyd Mayweather all the time. You disagree with me, Sal. But the truth of the matter is, 
is that when you win the sweepstakes, because that's what it is. It's like hitting a lottery when Floyd says, yeah, I think I'm going to fight uh, this guy. You know, he picks the easiest uh, opponent he can find, just like Conor McGregor. And then Conor McGregor, in Conor McGregor's case, also in Manny Pacquiao's case, and Andre Berto, and, and all the other slugs that uh, uh, Mayweather has fought recently, they make so much money that it's like life-changing money. You know, life-changing for them, for their grandkids, their great-grandkids, the generations to come. I mean, that's the fact. Unless they piss it away, that's the fact. And, and human nature, just like we said, the judges are influenced by the crowd. I believe, and I know you disagree with me, Sal, but I, I believe that, you know, people have a hard time beating the snot out of somebody that just changed their life. If Floyd Mayweather, who I am not a fan of, sent me a check for a million dollars, I would have a hard time talking crap about the guy. I really would. I, and I would be lying if I said different. I know you disagree with me, Sal. I do disagree, you know, because I, I had a chance to fight for $100 million or $10 million or even a $1 million. I'd go out and try and beat Floyd Mayweather's pants off. I, I wouldn't care. And I would thank him. I thanks for the opportunity. Hey, this is great. It's a world opportunity. But guess what? When I get in that ring, I'm not thinking about money. I'm thinking about going through you like a locomotive. Uh, well, like listen. A locomotive. Well, well, that that uh, yeah. That's is, just, hey, it, that's you would be like the little train you know, that could. Cool, huh? You'd be saying, "I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can." Yeah, you know. No, but you know, but the bottom line is, you know what? And and now we go through a whole other scenario. I. I never really put dollars. My passion was just to win and just to fight. And uh, and that's probably my mistake. I should have looked at it more from a business standpoint. That's for another show, another day. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, even though I'm always critical of the, the corner, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, and we, 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 and then the, the fighter loses. Well, he didn't do this, he didn't do that. You know, as, know. As, as much as I say that all the time, um, at the end of the day, really, as much as the teams want to be we, 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 and fighters say we had a hard camp, we worked really hard, and the thing is, well, you know, how many miles did the trainer run? You know, how many rounds did the trainer spar? You know, how many how many sacrifices did the trainer make? You know, I mean, um, so I, you know, it's it's it, at the end of the day, it falls on the fighter, and you know, in Sergey Kovalev's case against Andre Ward, it was totally him. I mean, this is a guy that that uh, didn't do uh, what he said he was going to do. Uh, and in Manny Pacquiao's case, you know, he took his foot off the gas. And, uh, you know, whether he had enough gas in the tank to begin with, that's, that still remains to be seen. But at the end of the day, Sal, I believe, and as much as I hate excuses, you know that. We talk about that all the time. I, I can't stand when a fighter makes excuses. <laughs> but, but, right, right. But, but, his, but, but here, you know, I, I mean, I can't stand it. I, I believe that fighters need to give their opponents credit when they lose. End of story, you know. Um, but, uh, but in this case, as mu but here it comes. Here comes that but. but that's what you know, saying, but, but I know. Uh, but, but in this case, I, you know, and not that I'm, I'm – I just think that, that Bob Arum has a lot to gain by Manny Pacquiao losing the Horn fight. I, I just think he's got a lot of gain in terms of finances. And don't get me wrong, so does Horn and Pacquiao. But, um, I, you know, uh, I, I just think that at the end of the day, Bob Arum is, is a businessman. His business is promoting. And his two big payday, his two big uh, uh, fighters, his big uh, big names right now, you know, Manny Pacquiao is still at the top, you know, and then you can make an, an argument for, for the next guys in line, you know. But... That's uh true. 
I mean, it, it comes down to money, Sal. You know, I mean, it really does. And I and I think that, uh, you know, as much as, you know, Manny Pacquiao said <laughs> all the way home, um, uh, back to the Philippines, I, you know, I kind of agree with him in between tears. Possibly, possibly. You know, it's so funny, Bill, and I was going to raise my hand, but thank you. No. Um, here's the scenario, too, with fight fans. And, and believe me, I want to just throw something out there. We know you've heard about the trickle-down effect. You've heard about diminishing skills. You know, a lot of times, fans will often just remember a fighter, how he was or how he seemed to fight during his peak years. And that's the same fighter that we expect to see when they go in the ring of battle. Uh, scenario was, even the Floyd Mayweather, Manny Pacquiao fight, was five years too late from the making. It was five years that they discussed first getting into the ring. And so you would expect to see the fighters, what you remember. Like I always say, a fighter's only as good as the last fight, but they also, that's the impression that, that is left in a fight fan's memory. When I saw Muhammad Ali get a beating by Larry Holmes, I was I was in tears because I expected to see the Muhammad Ali that could do it all and, and has done it all. We we help we hold true to what we want to manifest in our minds as of our heroes, our fighters in their prime, in their peak, still capable of doing what impressed and awed us early on. And that's what I think a lot of fight fans for Manny Pacquiao. <laughs> that's the battle. That's the battle cry because uh, I, I don't mean to put it on, but uh, that what, what that's that actually what that's actually telling us is uh, I gotta take a break, Sal. I'm past <laughs> my time, but uh, gotta, hey, listen, hold, ho hold that thought. And uh, actually, you know what? Take a break because uh, Alex is gonna come on for about 15 minutes. So uh, rather than uh, have you uh, both on, uh, take a break, and I'll uh, get back to you as soon as we kick Alex to the all curb. Right. All right. Do me one. Do me one favor. Tell Alex to run a, f a scenario with his computer with with uh, uh, Horn and, and Pacquiao. See how many times they fight each other and who wins out of a hundred times. Thank you very much. Goodbye. All right. We will uh, get back to Sal in a minute. We'll have uh, Alex on in a second. But right now, you know what it's time for. Billy C will be right back. Part of the Billy C Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now. Or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy, Billy C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And where? back you're watching and listening to the billy c show glad uh you could be with us and uh speaking about being with us no it's not wednesday and no it's not the blast from the past but joining us right now uh is my man uh, alex perpally good morning alex good morning billy c how are you uh not too bad i know yesterday uh we could have went on and on and on about uh the cinderella man but i wanted to get your thoughts on the uh manny pacquiao jeff horn fight uh, it's a fight that, uh, you know, I honestly, uh, Friday of last week, if if you said, hey, 
by Thursday of next week, do you think you'll still be talking about Pacquiao Horn? I would have been, no. You know, uh, I would have thought that it would have been over and that Manny would have won the fight and it really wouldn't have been much discussion. But it's uh, been a topic of discussion since the fight. Uh, some people have used the word robbery. Uh, I personally had the fight scored in favor of Manny Pacquiao, but I had it a close fight, 115-113. Uh, but uh, but a 115-113 score, uh, to me, indicates, and you know as well as anyone with the subjectivity involved in in the sport, a close fight, 115-113, could go either way. Now we have accusations of uh, uh, Bob Arum uh, possibly influencing the judges and, and referee, which I, I gave a scenario on, which I feel is extremely possible. You know, I, I feel that uh, Bob Arum uh, had a lot to gain uh, by uh, by rolling the dice with that. What's your thoughts on uh, the whole situation here, my man? Um, I think it was a uh, close fight that was um, uh, a very, unfortunately, um, uh, broadcast in an extremely uh, one-sided manner. Uh, and I think that that, uh, unfortunately, as happens today, um strongly colored uh, popular opinion about what we saw. Um, I mean, this is rough for me because uh, boxing is really the joy in my life. Uh, I mean, I'm somebody, as you know, who uh, who enjoys following, um, you know, politics in this country. Uh, and uh, I, I, I'm a liberal. I'm, I'm, I'm the left. However, uh, that position is not really represented uh, represented in American politics so I find myself uh, disagreeing with both sides quite often and it's a highly partisan pool uh, and it's just very annoying because um, you know or at least you're 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 used to it because everybody's got an opinion and it's highly partisan and extremely politically charged it's sad for me when that comes to boxing uh, and I think that happens more and more. Now, granted, some of it I don't mind because, um, for example, like controversy being associated with our sport, I think that's fine. Um, but I think that some of this, uh, nowadays people don't see nuance. They don't get complexity. They just get behind their keyboard and want to bash someone. Um, and unfortunately, ESPN really fed into that by having three big mouths who were completely partisan uh, in the way they covered the fight. In Stephen A. Smith, um, Teddy Atlas especially, and then later I guess Dan Raphael came on too and he claimed it was a robbery. Uh, it, was, if, it was a seven to five fight in my mind. Whether you had it for Horn or whether you had it for Pacquiao, you know, that's you. Uh, I had it 115-114. Well, the first time I watched it, I had it 115-113 for Horn. Second time I watched it, I had it 115-114 for Pacquiao. There's one round that I scored uh, even, the eighth, because very little happened uh, for either guy. If you give that to Pacquiao, it's, it's a 7-5 fight. If you give it to uh, Horn, it's a draw. So that's a close fight. Really, nobody should be stomping their feet up and down that it's a robbery. And yet, that is the way 
it is uh, portrayed in uh, on ESPN, and I think that is doing fans an incredible disservice. Um, what Teddy Atlas said to Horn's face was just plain rude, where he said to him in the uh, post-fight interview, he said to him, you know, I don't think you won, and he gives him this whole, all this, uh, you know, conditional uh, comments about how he didn't think he won, and then he talks about the fight. Well, when you are so um, stuck on the idea that it's a robbery, you don't see what did happen there. And sometimes, a lot of times in boxing, there's multiple things happen at the same time. You could watch that fight and say, one, it's a close fight. Manny did not, Manny looked worse than he's ever looked, older than he's ever looked. And Horn fought an inspired fight. Those three things could be true, even if you do think the decision was bad. And yet, you don't get that kind of rationality from anyone on the ESPN broadcast. And it's really a shame because when you see the numbers it did, which are tremendous, and you think, wow, what a great night for our sport. Uh, however, you get how many people walked away with this extremely polarized thinking, like they're right and everybody else is wrong. Their perspective is the only thing that was seen. I think that's unfortunate. Um, I think that uh, it's a close fight. Does it bear a rematch? Sure. I mean, I'm sure it's possible in Australia that it's extremely popular. Look at the crowd. It was huge. Um, you know, I think the thing I, and I posted in the chat room that I'm most upset about is with myself. Um, I really went along with the idea that this was going to be a blowout. And that's the second time in recent memory where uh, in a high-profile fight, I didn't give the opponent a chance. And the other one was uh, Golovkin versus Danny Jacobs. Right. No, I, I, and, and I share that because, uh, um, you know, I, uh, I, I didn't I – didn't, none of us really uh, gave uh, Jeff Horn much of a chance. And, uh, you know, it always seems when you never give uh, a team a chance or a fighter a chance, <laughs> you know, that's when the upsets happen. But I also agree uh, – wholeheartedly uh, about Teddy Atlas and, and Teddy Atlas has been and, and Al, uh, Stephen A. Smith had no business even being involved in the broadcast he doesn't know a left hook from a fish hook this is a man that knows nothing about the sport of boxing except the fact that he's buddies with Floyd Mayweather that's it, that's his connection with boxing and uh, it's a shame that ESPN felt that they had to go back to him in the studio. As far as Dan Raphael, well, I've said about Dan Raphael from day one uh, this guy's a writer but he's not a boxing guy. A lot of a lot of people think this guy knows the sport of boxing. He doesn't. And I challenge anyone to pull up one of his uh, reports on any fight, pick any one, and show me any technical writing that he is explaining something about the sport other than the factual part. You know, he won uh, this round by this score, et cetera, et cetera, um, which is good. But the guy doesn't really know the sport. He really doesn't. But anyway, that's besides the point. But back to Teddy. You know, that's why I'm dismissing uh, Dan Raphael and, and Stephen A. Smith. Teddy does know the sport. He's an important part of the sport. But the problem with Teddy Atlas is it's Teddy's way or no way. You know, uh, I always think I'm right, too. But if you hand me a decision or a, a, an explanation of why I'm wrong, I'm open to listening to it. And I'm also open to changing my opinion if you can hand it to me in a, in a uh, you know, uh, controlled, educated manner. Teddy is not. If you don't agree with Teddy, you're wrong. 
if you're a judge, and, and I've said this many times, Teddy Atlas should not be given a scorecard and a pencil. He should be given a crayon and a coloring book because he doesn't know how to score a fight. He scores fights based on Teddy's scoring system, not on anybody else's. So, you know, right off the bat, he shouldn't be scoring fights. But they let him score it. So when he comes up with an outrageous score, everybody else, including the judges that are being paid to score the fight, are wrong. And now it's a robbery. And 4.4 million people watched that fight on ESPN. And 4.4 million people had to listen to Teddy Atlas and Stephen A. Smith, you know, say how much of a robbery it was. And, and you know what, Alex? You know more than anyone that when you watch a fight without the commentators influencing what you're seeing... And it's human nature. If you're hearing somebody telling you that somebody's dominating a round and you're scoring a card, all of a sudden your scorecard gives that round to that person. But when you watch it without sound and it's just you scoring the fight, it always is different than what they say, at least most of the time. We, we all learned that uh, together when we did the uh, uh, Ray Leonard-Marvin uh, Hagler fight. But Teddy Atlas did no uh, service to the sport of boxing with, uh, with his... Uh, uh, outrageous uh, comments and although I appreciate him speaking his mind I agree with you that his uh, post fight with uh, Jeff Horn was was d very disrespectful all you have to say is hey congratulations on the win I personally didn't have you winning but congratulations he didn't even say that he came right off the bat you know you lost you lost you lost you know and uh, you know I think he, the best thing he did for that night was uh, making sure Timothy Bradley knew he was in Australia and not Argentina <laughs> yeah, and it, it's the thing that's funny is that of that broadcast, Tim Bradley was the best one. Uh, he had the, um, you know, the, the mistake um, where he said uh, he referred to uh, Ancajas as the Japans, and he wasn't sure whether it was in Australia or Argentina. But in terms of his other commentary, I thought he was uh, one of the best ones there. I mean, Tessator and Atlas, I don't mind, but I mean, they're very repetitive. Tessator is basically a cheerleader for Teddy. And the thing, you're absolutely right, in terms of scoring, HBO is doing fans a disservice by letting Teddy score and making it seem like Teddy's ESPN. cars the ES only ESPN. view. ESPN, not HBO. Oh, I'm sorry, ESPN, yeah. Uh, um, because when the thing about it is that um, it's it's you got to focus. If you're going to score, it's hard to also do other things. Um, that's why everybody should always take. You know, if somebody's you're getting a writer's uh, take from ringside, um, and the writer is scoring the fight, well, that guy might also be taking notes. So sometimes his car, you, you know, you should think about that. Well, a guy who's doing commentary is doing a lot of other things, thinking about other things. He's got people talking in his ear, and he's scoring the fight. You think his scorecard's right? Uh, and not only right, but it's gospel truth, the way ESPN makes it seem? Um, that's the thing that's unfortunate. That fight, to me, if you had it more like an 8-4, to four, a 9-3 to three fight, yeah, I think that's where I would disagree with, because it just... It didn't look like that uh, to me, and I, I did watch it twice. I watched it once. I saw all the controversy the HBO was, I mean, oh boy, here I go again, uh, that ESPN was generating with it, and I just was like, you know, it was it was 1 o'clock in the morning, or 2, two o'clock in the morning when I was like, I'm watching it again right now. I had drank a lot of coffee. So uh, I watched it again right there, and um, 
yeah, and and my car didn't, you know, differ dramatically. It was only off by a little, by two points. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it's the thing that's I think the the big story. Uh, there's two big stories. One, kudos to Jeff Horn. Really, a gritty effort. Uh, he surprised everybody. Um, he really was very clever in the way he was fighting early because uh, he was that sort of herky-jerky, hesitating and fainting on the outside. Uh, he gave Manny Pacquiao some difficulty in, in just being able to find him and catch him. Uh, the other thing he did is he fought a very rough, sort of grinding type of fight. Some of it was a little borderline. A lot of his punches uh, weren't landing clean. They were sort of brushing, but they were effective in that uh, and controlling him and shaping some of the rounds. To me, he and I mentioned this in a, in a piece I wrote, uh, is that he looked like um, a welterweight version of John Ruiz uh, in that he, he was you know doing some boxing things right, but he was also uh, just putting up this physical effort uh, against Pacquiao, which is effective because I think that was the other thing we saw at this weight um, and at this age of his career, um, the size matters quite a bit um, in a Pacquiao fight. When he was younger, uh, in the Margarito fight, stuff like that, now granted, Margarito's like a big Frankenstein, but the thing that was amazing about Pacquiao was he was able to dominate bigger guys with punch volume, uh, punches from all angles, and just the, the stunning, speedy effect of those shots. He can't throw punches like that. The volume of punches he throws, it's just not as much... And uh, it doesn't seem like they have as much on them to really stun these bigger guys and keep them off. So size became such a much bigger issue in this fight than it has in previous Pacquiao fights. He was fighting a larger man, and there was a lot of times where Horn was able to drive him right back to the ropes pretty easily. You're, you're right. And I said that, that you know, if Manny you know, had won this fight and, just, and chose to continue his career, he, he had to consider going back back down to 140 um, because, uh, you know, I mean, yeah, it was easier for him to, to just step in and make 147 without a problem, not even worrying about it. But, you know, come come fight night, it was apparent of how much smaller he was. And you're 100% right. I mean, uh, you know, he lost his speed, uh, the angles and speed and, and foot movement that, that you know, uh, destroyed his opponents in the past. You know, people that don't know say, oh, he's got this punching power. But really, it was the punches that he didn't see. And quite honestly, Freddie Roach um, didn't give him any instruction, whether he listens to Freddie or not, uh, you know, didn't give him any instruction. You know, in my opinion, Manny Pacquiao needed to stay in the center of that ring and try and circle around and, and use what's left of his hand speed and movement to win the fight. Every time he got against the ropes, that was Jeff, whether he was landing flush or not, that was Jeff Horn's fight to bully him and lean on him and, and just, Absolutely. you know, snuff him out. And, uh, and Manny kept letting him do it, you know, and, uh, you know, it, it was a close fight. You know, but uh, hey. and I think that's the thing about it that would have been. Wouldn't it be just great to have heard that at some point, Bill? If 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 Tessitore and uh, uh, Atlas pointed out, boy, you know, some of these rounds are close. Manny needs to pick up the pace. You know, I, I mean, just a few little lines like that points out that hey, 
something that we're not telling you might also be happening here. Well, they, uh, it, it makes you it, want to get outraged. It makes you question what they're watching. And, and then yeah. it actually it, it actually questions what you're watching. You know, you say you start saying to yourself, "Am I right? Is is am I seeing the same fight Teddy is?" You know, and, and then you know, knowing Teddy Atlas and knowing you know his ego, um, you know, it 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 ruined the the broadcast. One quick question, and and then we got to split. But um, do you think that there's any any credence in what Manny is is saying now of, of what my you know I went off too much I spent too much on today's show but do you think Bob Arum uh, you know has something to benefit by by you know putting in uh, some extra coin or whatever he could have done to make this fight should it go the distance fall uh, into Jeff Horn's hands? Well, I mean, a proter a, pro, a proter a promoter wins no matter what usually so. Um, I, I don't really fault him in that sense. I think um, the controversy and the idea that there's a rematch um, is only good for Bob Arum because, you know, what what is it to them? They go to Australia again. They fill another 52,000-seat arena. Uh, they make some money. Uh, maybe they do it pay-per-view again in Australia. Um but, uh, well, I mean, people wondered that same thing after the Bradley uh, decision that was so uh, peculiar. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, think, I think Bob Arum knows that he has a fighter whose options are limited. And I think he does seem to care about Manny Pacquiao because to some degree he's sort of protecting him, I guess, in the sense that we didn't see the Terrence Crawford fight we haven't seen him fight, you know, one of the more dangerous um, welterweights. Um, those fights, to me, I would have rather seen Manny Pacquiao versus Terrence Crawford maybe six months to a year ago at 140 and then hang it up. Um, because I think Terrence Crawford, especially after what we saw uh, Saturday night, Terrence Crawford beats him. I think Errol Spence really hurts him. Um so I, I do think, uh, in terms of Aram, his options are extremely limited with Manny now. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't think he's necessarily upset with the idea that there's there could be a Jeff Horn rematch. And if I'm Manny Pacquiao, um, I would seriously think about it because what is there to gain, really? Um, he is an all-time great. He is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, nothing takes that away. What he did at featherweight and 130 and 135 alone is uh, is tremendous. It makes him one of the greatest fighters of the generation. So the idea that he needs a J Jeff Horn rematch to so sort of erase some uh, spot on his career, no, that's silly. Yeah, well, you know, my my just to, my point is is that Manny could have won the fight against Horn and then walk away. You know, rather than take the Crawford fight by him losing, you know, knowing his personality, Bob Arum says, well, at least I'm going to be involved with the rematch and then probably another fight. You know, so I, that's why I think there's some substance with the theory that uh, Bob Arum might have uh, influenced uh, judges or whatever. But, hey, the bottom line, I agree. It was a close fight, unfortunately. Um, you know, for Manny, it came out on the other end. And, and like you said, kudos to Jeff Horn because he's the guy that deserves the credit. 
And just like Timothy Bradley, he's the one under the under the at you know facing the firing squad of the fans uh, because of the judges. You know, he doesn't score exactly. the fight. You know, exactly. So. And I and I think that one thing that I think may have happened uh, that was similar in the Bradley fight is uh, hyper focus. The judges hyper focused. Uh, well, much more in the in the Bradley fight because in that in that first Bradley fight, the uh, arena was packed with. Um, with Filipino fans, so the judges were probably trying to focus and like not let the crowd sway them. In he in this situation, you had uh, uh, you know fifty two thousand screaming Australians who might have swayed the judges. We see that happens a lot in hometowns. Um, so you know it's that's the thing about this sport, Bill, and it's one reason to love it because. You can talk about these things forever, and in that I don't know. Controversy is not necessarily a bad thing. When when there's not a knockout, boxing is just like figure skating, and you know that's a it's a uh, it's a, a subjective sport, and it comes down to um, you know your perspective and uh, your ability to express what it is you saw, and I think that. Um, you know, in this case, what we saw was a close fight. Yeah, no, it's it's. There's no doubt, and you know, I, I believe that if Teddy Atlas wasn't so adamant and screaming and spitting all over the place uh, that it was a robbery, that maybe more fans would have seen it the same way. You know, I I think that uh, you know we're kind of we're kind of ruining the fight, and and you know we're taking credit away from Jeff Horn for, for like Sal always says, stepping up um, his level. And, and, and you know, I, I think people are failing to see, especially people that have been critical uh, to me, uh, uh, they're failing to see that Manny Pacquiao is definitely aging and he's not the same fighter, you know. And I'm not suggesting I don't think he's an all-time great. I, I said and I gave all my reasons why, you know, at the end of the day, even if he loses again, I'm still going to have him you know, higher ranked in, on my all-time great list than Floyd. And the reason is because of the challenges that he's faced and, and you know, the, the, the fights, the entertainment value, what he's brought to the sport of boxing justifies it, in my opinion, you know. No, but, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I think that that's – it's in term. I, I don't think that Pacquiao has any chance with a Mayweather rematch, and I don't want to see it. However, you're absolutely right. The trio, in my mind, the trio of Barrera, Marquez, and Morales alone, um, and the, all those series of fights sets Pacquiao above Mayweather in terms of all-time great status. There's no, 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 uh, you know, arguing that in my mind. I think uh, his run at featherweight is incredible, uh, and and I think that um, I, I don't know. I mean, when you think about it, when you think about what boxing fans talk about. It, most of all, for all time, and I saw, I didn't go to Canastota this year, but I saw people talking about it, is one of the fights people still talk about all the time is um, Meldrick Taylor versus Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. That fight had everything. It was a thrilling fight, and then it had controversy at the end. It had a villain in Richard Steele, depending on who your, uh, what your opinion was, or he could be a hero, uh, you know, and I think that that's the thing that's uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing for our sport. You got that with the Ward Kovalev fight. You had a definitive fight. 
then you had a quick stoppage and you had a controversy so you had lots to talk about um I don't know. To me, that's why I love boxing. Boxing is rich. Boxing is like real life. It's not fair. Uh, and, you know, it's conditional. It's subjective. Well, that's the key. And, um, you know, again, ESPN, I, I, I'm very glad that, that they're picking up this fight and, and they have two other big fights coming our way. I'm happy about it. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's time to... Uh, Maybe find someone other than Teddy Atlas. He, he's ruining uh, their good thing. And as far as Joe Tessitore, just to end it on this, he is a, the, the play-by-play guy. He's, you know, I do agree that he kisses Teddy's uh, arse a little too much, but he does keep things on an even playing field, which is hard to do, especially when you got a guy like Teddy Atlas spitting all over you. So uh, I give uh, Joe Tessitore some credit. But um, going to Stephen A. Smith, that was ridiculous. I, I hope that the, the big wigs at ESPN all recognize that. And, uh, you know, that's just their way of self-promoting their own people. But, uh, you know, if well, they're going to do Well, the thing that was it, interesting was that um, Nigel Collins, who is another ESPN uh, writer, uh, his perspective on Twitter and his article um, since, he covered it as a, a close fight. So it would have been nice if ESPN had added him to the broadcast. It would have given it some balance. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Alex, I appreciate your time, and uh, I'll be looking forward uh, to you uh, next week when we do the blast. All right, Billy C., take care. All right, brother. That's uh, Alex Papali. You can catch him uh, on uh, Wednesdays normally uh, doing uh, our blast uh, from the past. So uh, uh, we appreciate uh, Alex taking some time uh, and uh, giving us his thoughts on uh, that. But listen, speaking of time, I got to take a break when I come back. Uh, I'll have uh, my man, Sal Rocky Senecola, uh, back with me, and uh, we'll finish up uh, today's show. So we'll be back in uh, two minutes. Billy C. will be right back. Part of the Billy C. Boxing Network. Check out BillyCBoxing.com now or feel the wrath of the mighty mustache. Oh, that hurts. Why are you doing that to my face? I hate you. I hate you. That's BillyCBoxing.com. Consider this your warning. Now back to Billy, Billy C. C. Interact with the show at BillyCBoxing.com. And we're back. You're watching the Billy C. Show. Glad you could be with us. And uh, speaking about being with us, he's back. Sal Rocky <laughs> Nicole is with us. But uh, but anyway, you know, Sal, I, I just want to say, you know, on today's show, you know, we did not get a chance to read uh, uh, several emails. So uh, my man Dan and uh, my man Angel uh, and uh, Jesse, I, we, we'll we'll read them on tomorrow's show. I promise. Uh, we have a bunch of other boxing news to talk about as well tomorrow. So uh, make sure you uh, tune in. Um, but uh, but Sal, I, I just want to. You know, Alex made some some great points, and it's, and, you know, point. it's the great same. Point. It seems to be the same thing. You know, in the sport today, too often are the commentators uh, and the so-called experts kind of kind of laying the groundwork for what the viewer or listener is about to see, and 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 you know they kind of sway their opinions, and the end result is is you know we end up with an un- uneducated uh, fan base, you know. I'll give you an example. 
you know, my book, right? I, you know, uh, I, I noticed uh, I was, uh, some people were talking to me about the book the other day and um, I actually uh, sold them a copy and, uh, you know, they bring it up right in front of me on Amazon and they're going, oh, you got all these great reviews. And well, oh, there's this one bad review. And I'm like, what? A bad review? And I read it and some guy blasts me, you know, he's saying that, uh, you know, uh, basically, uh, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, there were, all the I's and T's weren't crossed. And, and I, I write a book. He says, you read a book about somebody you expect to know about, learn about the, the, their whole life and this and that. And I'm saying to myself, what an ignorant a-hole. You know, the truth of the matter is, number one, I didn't write the book to win any literary awards. You know, I, I didn't right. write it. To, to, to do anything other than educate people about the guy. And as far as, you know, uh, filling in the blanks about how his childhood was on the plantation as he was getting his ass beat because he was a slave, there was no information about it. So, I mean, I didn't want to take and make it up. I wanted to present the book in a here's the facts that we know about and present it. And I was criticized for that. And, you know, it's almost the same thing as what we see today, Sal, with these with these commentators. If you're not seeing it through their eyes, you're wrong. And, I, you know, a lot of the viewers are saying, well, you know, uh, like like what I'm always being critical of Floyd. You know, when I ask people, well, why do you think Floyd's the greatest fighter of all time? Because he's never lost. Well, I mean, he also hasn't fought as many fights. Well, he made all this money. Well, how do you put a guy who's, you know, kind of maneuvered his career to where he is today with wins and uh, no losses and made the most money. How does that put a guy at the greatest of all time? It doesn't make any sense, but to them, it's as much truth as anything. So, I mean, it's opinion. So I'm not going to knock somebody for their opinion, but you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I agree. And believe me, I, I look at uh, our reviews online every day, and it's, it's amazing you know, we can get 99 beautiful five-star rating reviews and praises. And then there's one review that comes in less than five stars and a little sour on this and that. And it's, 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 it just befuddles me, uh, you know, how some things do occur. And, um, you know, I, I, I definitely follow you. I definitely do. It's interesting. Well, it's, you know, it's a shame because especially in the, uh, in the Pacquiao-Horn fight, I mean, yes, we we need to give Jeff Horn credit uh, yes, for for, yes, for fighting and, and and making us all look stupid, you know, by by lasting and winning the fight. But uh, even that's blemished. And like I said to Alex, you know, now you know here's a guy that should be getting the accolades for winning a close fight, and instead <laughs> he's being blamed for the judges' uh, scorecards. You know, and yeah. you know if you're Teddy Atlas, you know you're and you're a judge and you're listening to Teddy. You know, you 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 know, you robbed a, a fighter. Now, now, granted, I still believe that there's some substance behind um, what I suggested earlier with Bob Arum. He does have a lot to gain by having uh, you know Manny uh, lose a close fight, but Manny could have you know ruined that by just winning and and dominating. But once again, you know, you can't win a fight when you take your foot off the gas, Sal. No, and I, and I believe, like like I said, I, Bill, I agree with you on ninety nine percent of uh, issues, but uh, this one I, I I have to stay away from, uh, and and 
I think Bob Arum, like a promoter, a good promoter, will benefit no matter what scenario because he's already calculating the outcome of both sides. Yeah, but you but see, anyway, wait, wait, wait. You see, I, that's where my point is. Yeah. He doesn't get the extra fight if Manny wins. But those are the variables and the intangibles that we don't even know if those extra fights will ever occur for so many reasons that are six months to a year away. And, uh, but, uh, you know, I, I got to tell you something, too. I watched this fight more than once, more than twice. And, you know, I, I watched it live, how it happened, and scored it. And then I told you, I also, because it was a very pro Pacquiao. Uh, board that were viewing that fight from ESPN and I shut the volume off and I watched it again and I didn't score I just sat back and looked at the fight and enjoyed the fight didn't score it didn't look at it I just was a fan looking at it and I'm going to tell you something as a fan looking at a fight without putting pen to paper and judging or anything else I saw that fight and I thought Jeff Horn won that fight and that's how I looked at it and then I did it again when I broke it down minute by minute and do the two out of three minutes of each round. And that's when I had Pacquiao winning by one point. But when I watched that fight without the influence, without the sound of the, of the, of the panel, and just watch it for pure entertainment and enjoyment, I gave Jeff Horn that fight. Yeah, it's, it's easy to see that. But, uh, hey, listen, uh, don't forget, we're going to be back here uh, tomorrow. I got some emails to read. We got some uh, boxing news to talk about. We may even open up the phone lines uh, tomorrow and uh, hopefully get your thoughts. Don't forget, if you take the time to drop me an email at Billy at Talking Boxing, T A L K I N B O X I N G dot com, I'll take the time to read it, even though we didn't have time to read the ones today, but uh, we will read them tomorrow. I promise. I promise. So uh, for everyone that has an email that has not been read, it will be read tomorrow. But uh, hey, listen, make sure you tune in tomorrow morning. Same bat time, same bat channel. Until then, ciao, baby.